Welcome to Dreamful Podcast, bedtime stories for slumber. I would like to start off this episode by thanking our newest Patreon supporters, Ava and Jude Sidor. Thank you both so much, and I hope you have the sweetest of dreams. If you would like to be just like Ava and Jude and help support Dreamful while receiving bonus goodies, please visit dreamfulstories.com where you can find info about the show, and on the support page, there's a link to become a Patreon subscriber. Patreon members get access to bonus episodes and perks like voting on future episodes, holographic stickers, giveaways, and behind-the-scenes extras. We are very quickly heading into the holiday season, which for most is very fun, but for others, they could be experiencing seasonal depression, loneliness, or anxiety, and that's why I am so thankful to be sponsored by BetterHelp. With BetterHelp, you just take a quick and comprehensive survey, and they will match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 24 hours in a safe and private online environment with the convenience of skipping an uncomfortable waiting room. You can send a message to your counselor anytime and receive timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, schedule weekly video or phone sessions. And if your counselor isn't a perfect fit for you, that's not a problem because BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches. So they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. This service is available for clients worldwide and you can find a licensed professional counselor that specializes in your specific needs. Best of all, it's more affordable than offline counseling, and financial aid is available. Start living a happier life today. As a listener of Dreamful, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com dreamful. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, help spelled H-E-L-P dot com slash dreamful. While I was writing the intro for this episode, I got a little emotional. I really cannot believe it has been almost a year since we started telling the stories of the constellations of the Zodiac. And I've really loved this series so much, and I hope that you felt excited when it was time to tell the story of your Zodiac. This is the 12th and final episode in the Constellation series, Sagittarius the archer. So, snuggle up in your blankets and have sweet dreams. southern celestial hemisphere, near the dense center of our galaxy, is the constellation of Sagittarius. If you look closely at the composition of this constellation, it resembles a teapot. 
the large Sagittarius star cloud, the bright, visible region of the Milky Way galaxy, adds to the teapot imagery as a plume of steam from the spout. Sagittarius contains multitudes of stars with known planets and the complex radio source, Sagittarius A, is believed to be associated with a supermassive black hole at the center of the Milky Way galaxy. In Babylonian mythology, Sagittarius is associated with the centaur-like god, Nergal, and depicted with two heads, one human, one panther, and also wings, and the stinger of a scorpion positioned above a horse's tail. Eratosthenes believed this constellation to be tied with the satyr Crotus, the son of Pan. He was said to have invented applause as he clapped beats for the muses he kept company and had invented archery when he created the hunting bow. The story of Sagittarius comes from the Greek mythology of the immortal centaur, Chiron. In the days when Kronos ruled the Titans and Zeus was still a child, Kronos had an affair with Philaira, daughter of Oceanus. When Rhea, the wife of Kronos, discovered this, Philaira in her shame left the place and came to the long Lestian ridges. There she gave birth to Chiron, half horse and half god. After Philaira saw that she had borne a strange species, she asked Zeus to change her into another form and she was transformed into a linden tree. Chiron was one of the centaurs, but unlike the others who were violent, fierce creatures, his lofty home bore deep into the mountain and was far different from those of his wicked brethren. There were no spears that could have tasted human blood, nor ashen clubs broken in conflict, nor mixing bowls shattered upon others, only innocent quivers and mighty hides of beasts. Chiron himself had been instructed by Apollo and Artemis, and was renowned for his skill in hunting, medicine, music, gymnastics, and the art of prophecy. He was known everywhere for his goodness and wisdom, so much so that the young sons of heroes were entrusted to him to train and teach. The centaur had been the caretaker and trainer to Achilles, Jason, captain of the Argonauts, Heracles, son of Zeus, Odysseus, and Perseus, 
who went on to slay the Gorgon Medusa. One day, Chiron's nymph daughter, Melanie, came to see him. The girl was prophetic and could not help but divulge the wisdom of the gods. To his great surprise, Melanie looked into his eyes with dismay and prophesied, Dear father, you, immortal now and destined by your birthright to live on through all eternity, will long to die when you are tortured by the serpent's blood with agonizing poison in your wounds and Saved from immortality, the gods shall put you in death's power, and the three fates shall cut loose your threads of fate. More prophecies remained, but then she sighed deeply, and as tears rolled down her cheeks, she cried, Fate forestalls me. I'm forbidden to tell you more. My power of speech is stopped. My arts have brought heaven's wrath upon me. I wish I'd never known the future. As she spoke, her last protests were almost meaningless. Her words were all confused. Sounds that seemed neither words nor whinnies. More like a mimicking of a mare. Soon she was whinnying clearly, and her arms walked on the grass, and then her fingers joined. Her mouth and neck increased in size. Her trailing dress became a tail. The hair that wandered on her neck fell as a mane down on the right-hand side. And so... She had been changed into a horse as punishment by the gods. Melanie's prophecy would all too soon come to pass, and tragically, at the hands of Chiron's former student, Heracles. As told in the Twelve Labors of Heracles, the hero was to bring the Aramanthian boar alive to the king. So passing through Follow, Heracles was entertained by the centaur Follus. When Heracles called for wine, Follus said he feared to open the jar which belonged to the centaurs in common. But Heracles bidding him be of good courage, opened it, and not long afterwards, scenting the smell, the centaurs arrived at the cave of Follis, armed with rocks and furs. Heracles and Follis took refuge with the good centaur, Chiron. As the centaurs cowered about Chiron, Heracles shot an arrow at them, which passing through the arm of Aletus, stuck in the knee of Chiron. 
distressed at this. Heracles ran to him, pulled out the arrow, and dressed the wound with a salve that Chiron handed him. The festering wound was incurable, however, and Chiron blended picked herbs from the Pegasian hills and attempted in vain to heal the wound with different treatments. The corrupting poison swamped the treatments. Disease penetrated his bones and body. The blood of the Hydra and the centaur's blood mingled and gave no time for rescue. Chiron moved into his cave, where he yearned for death, but could not die because he was immortal. Prometheus thereupon proposed Heracles to Zeus to become immortal in place of Chiron. And so, Chiron at last was granted death and was encircled with stars to form the constellation of Sagittarius. <laughs>